In this podcast, we are discussing seven ways that you can identify if you have Asperger's syndrome. A lot of people say like, you know, do I have Asperger's syndrome? Am I autistic? How will I know? So I've taken this audio from a video I made outlining seven most common traits that you should always align yourself with if you have Asperger's syndrome. So you should know um, if you should have about 90% of these if you have Asperger's syndrome. It's a good indicator. Again, it's not the most accurate one, but it's going to be very, very close. So I hope you enjoy this. And don't forget, you can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash the Aspie world, and you can help donate to this channel there. And uh, yeah, sit back and enjoy this podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Do you think you may have Asperger's syndrome? In this video, you're gonna find out. Hey, I'm Dan, I have Asperger's syndrome, ADHD, OCD, and dyslexia. I make weekly videos on this content, so if you're new around here, consider subscribing to learn more. Also, make sure you hit that notification bell because you'll be notified every single time I upload a new video. Welcome back, Asperger's World Superheroes. So awesome to have you guys back here. Um, I'm just super pumped because I'm launching new merch next week, so make sure you check back on all my socials for next week, and I give everybody a cheeky follow back if you wanna check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I have a lot of people in my comments asking, am I autistic? Do I have Asperger's syndrome because X or am I autistic because this? So today's video, we're going to look at seven ways that you can actually tell if you have Asperger's syndrome because these are the most common traits, characteristics of somebody with Asperger's syndrome. Now, these are taken from a range of different things. I do videos on this quite often. So if you want to check out some other videos, there will be links in the description below where you can see more videos. So people may be uh, coming across Asperger's syndrome in the news, in the media, in other types of places like clinically or a doctor may have suggested it or somebody you know may have it and you might find some parallels with it and you, and you may be thinking to yourself, do I have Asperger's syndrome? Um, you know, is this a thing? Like, I, I want to know more about it. So in this video, we're going to cover like seven traits, like I said, and so we're going to start off with those and then I'll leave a link to in the end card to a, uh, a playlist that I created a three-part mini-series on how to get an autism diagnosis or how to get an Asperger's diagnosis. Oh, before we get started, if you want to shoot me a comment in the comment section below where you're watching from in the world, that'd be super awesome because I like to know where people are watching from because uh, I'm right here now in Wales in the United Kingdom. So let me know where you guys are coming from. Let's start off. Okay, so number one is eye contact. Now, people with Asperger's syndrome usually have a difficulty in making eye contact. Like they, they'll avoid looking directly into your eyes, they will avoid eye contact during conversations, and they find this difficult. There's two things here. They'll they will avoid eye contact. So you'll notice that people with Asperger's syndrome will avoid eye contact. So I avoid eye contact, um, and there's a reason for that. The, the second thing is because it is uncomfortable to do that so there, there's a feeling of uncomfortableness and a feeling of just discomfort in actually looking somebody in the eye because I did a video specifically on this where I was talking about how it makes it feel like you know you're, you're reaching into somebody's soul if you look into the eyes you know like and, and I find that really disturbing because every time you want to talk to somebody they always want to look in your eye and they want to like stare at you dead in the eye I find it really unnerving and I avoid it at all costs so people with Asperger's syndrome will have an issue with eye contact so if you think you you know you may have Asperger's syndrome and you have an issue with eye contact then you may be on the right track here with this video. 
Now, number two, I find this one most interesting, and this is special interest or obsessive interests or obsessions. So people with Asperger's syndrome have excessive obsessions where they obsess over things like it could be Minecraft, it could be Pokemon, it could be things like Thomas the Tank Engine, it could be math, puzzles, science, it could be anything. Now, to me, I have a bunch of different obsessions. Like I, I go through different things. So sometimes I'll be like really obsessed with chemistry. I did a degree in chemistry. And then like right now I'm really obsessed with like cameras and lighting and audio and stuff like that. And people with Asperger's syndrome have a very narrow special interest. So what will happen is they'll be really, really into something very specific and that specific interest will be their complete and utter kind of like the, all their attention will go on that. They'll, you know, they'll want to learn about it every single time. Every downtime they've got, they'll be literally learning about that topic. They'll be obsessing over it. Like literally just, they just can't get enough of that. It's like they're, they're filling up on this thing that they really, really enjoy. Now, this is very, very common. And I actually don't know anybody who has Asperger's syndrome who doesn't experience this because it, like, it's just something across the board that we all have in common. Um, so some of mine are like Fight Club. I'm super obsessed with Fight Club. Uh, chemistry also, YouTube making videos. I'm really, really obsessed with this. And then I get obsessed with SEOs, like this thing at the moment I'm obsessed with called search engine optimization. I love it. So my girlfriend gets really annoyed because I, I just talk about it endlessly, constantly talking to her about it. I'm always researching it, I'm always looking at videos. I'm like just Googling stuff my phone every chance I get to make sure I can just like, I don't know, overdose on this information. So you'll definitely be aware that when somebody has Asperger's syndrome or if you have Asperger's syndrome, this is a very, very common characteristic. So number three is something that gets me in trouble quite a bit, actually, it's literal thinking or literal interpretation from communication with others. And what I mean by this is people with Asperger's syndrome take things very literal. So if you said to somebody like, um, oh, it's raining cats and dogs outside, they may have an issue with actually understanding what is going on outside. They may actually think that you're saying there are cats and dogs falling from the sky. Um, this is something that took me a while to understand what people are on about when they say it's raining cats and dogs. I heard one the other day, which I still don't understand, where they say they're throwing the baby out with a bathwater. I have no idea what this is, but these are kind of like um, social um, conditions that people already know. Like People just pick up these things because they their, their brains act in a neurotypical way and they pick up these things along the way and it's like a learning pattern of them in school or high school or whatever. So people with Asperger's syndrome miss out on this part because their brain doesn't function like a neurotypical, obviously it's neurodiverse, so it does something a little bit different. Now, I've been in places where, uh, you know, somebody said to me before like, oh, can you put this in the bin? And they, they were eating like a banana and they had like a, a cup of tea and then they put the banana peel inside the, the cup of tea or the cup that the tea was in. And I said, hey, can you go put this in the bin for me? So I just threw the whole thing in the bin with the cup and then I got in trouble because they were like, hey, don't throw the cup in the bin. I don't want you to throw the banana peel in the bin and stuff like that. So it's kind of like taking things literal and not knowing when someone is joking. So that depth of understanding like, are they being sarcastic? Are they joking? Like all those things are completely lost and it's very difficult for someone with Asperger's syndrome. So if you're having difficulty with that, then that may be why. Okay, so number four is rigid routine. Now, rigid routine means that like people with Asperger's syndrome have this, this thirst for complete and utter routine. Like I love doing the same thing. I get up in the morning, I do the same thing every single morning. Then I get the same kind of clothes on. I have the same type of, I have like a wardrobe full of just the same stuff, just black and gray, plain stuff. And I like buying the same thing. And if I if I find like a t-shirt or if I find like a jumper or something like that, I really like, I'll just buy loads of them. And I like, I just bought like two of the same pairs of jeans because I knew I liked them and I knew 
they fit me. I, I love them, so I just bought two of those same pairs. I just bought like five of the same t-shirts. And this is super common with people with Asperger's syndrome. It's having that thirst for routine because it becomes familiar and it's, it. The, the, I don't know, I just love routine. I love having the same things. I love having them in the same way. You take them out, you put them back. It's almost like, it's just like the perfect scenario. And, and people with Asperger's syndrome thrive on this. So routine, like how they brush their teeth, how they get up in the morning, they'll have the same thing for breakfast. They'll have, they'll put on the bag the same way. They may have small rituals where they'll um, sit down in a certain place every single day to eat their breakfast. And, and that kind of, that stuff is very, very hardwired into people with Asperger's syndrome. But on the flip side, it also has an issue where if something changes suddenly from that routine, they can't deviate from that too well and they'll have an issue with it and it'll cause something like an autism meltdown or an Asperger's meltdown. And you know, that's because it's caused by deviating from this specific routine of this pattern, of this flow. And when you deviate from that, then it becomes this bigger issue and, and the chance of change and the idea of change and the not being able to carry on with that routine in a certain way will be very distressing for that person. So something to watch out for and think about as well. If you're thinking that you like a routine, how are you like with the change? You know, people with Asperger's syndrome don't like the change typically. Okay, so number five is sensory processing issues. Now this is common across all autism spectrum conditions and I feel like most people with Asperger's syndrome will experience this. I, I'm actually not aware of people who have Asperger's syndrome who don't have this. And what I mean, I'll break it down into little pieces. So sensory processing is the way that your brain inputs the sensory stimuli from around you. So that, you know, sight, touch, smell, all that kind of stuff. So people with Asperger's syndrome may have an issue with like touch. So I know that when people touch me lightly, I, I jump and I can't be touched lightly. I like firm pressure touch so you know my girlfriend like tries to touch me to touch my leg and i'll jump out of my seat and like a few times we're driving the car i'm like driving the car and she'll touch my leg i'm like ah jeez you know because it's like a light soft touch and, and i can't deal with that but if it's a, it's a hard solid good touch that's awesome and i can deal with that and i don't mind that but soft touch i have a really big issue with soft touch now other things like smells like i can't be around certain smells so if we go to the store we'll be going to like a department store and then they'll have like a deli counter at one side and the deli counter will have things like garlic and onions and vinegar and all that crazy horrible stuff and those smells will be so overpowering that I, I i actually try and avoid the store in general but i'll avoid that section completely i'll like walk around the other side and i won't go near that side of the store because I don't want to smell those things because it kind of upsets me. That The only way to explain it is that the, the smell actually upsets me and it's hard to explain, but that's the closest I can get to really explaining what, what happens. Another essentially processing issue is textures. So where people with Asperger's syndrome may like have dinner in a restaurant somewhere and the texture of the food may be like overpowering and, and the texture may trigger them so that they may heave them and they may feel sick. They, you know, the texture is too overwhelming and it will really kind of distress them. So I know that some sauces, I have issues with sauces and I was just saying this yesterday with my occupational therapist that I like having green smoothies. So when I make a smoothie and I try and drink it, I kind of get really, I, I don't know, I get affected by sometimes if it's too early in the morning and I, I have the smoothie, the, te the texture is too much and it makes me gag almost to throw up. So I have to wait a bit and wake up, wake my mouth up a little bit and then I can have it. So having issues with, with textures is, is a huge, huge one. And last for the sensory processing issues are light and lighting. So a lot of people with Asperger's syndrome will have challenges with lights, certain lights like tubing and, and lights in shops and stuff like that. They will be bright and they will flicker and this over sensory stimulation input will, will definitely impact them when they're trying to do stuff like if they're trying to do shopping in a, in a store or if they're trying to be in someone's house when the lighting is horrible, this will be super distressing and it'll just irritate them so much that they'll get really annoyed and they'll be super anxious and super nervous and I get super annoyed and that is a big issue. I know I have an issue with lights and you might see people doing this sometimes because they're trying to like out phase the light. So if you're having an issue 
issue with light and all this kind of stuff, then it is a possibility that you do have Asperger's syndrome because of these specific things that I'm talking about in this video. Okay, so number six is repeating people's words. Uh, it's called echolalia and that there's, a, there's a few different forms of it and, and it, it's how people with Asperger's syndrome learn a vocabulary because their vocabulary is different to that of like the classic autism type of uh, condition where they may be non-verbal or they may have limited vocabulary. People with Asperger's syndrome actually have usually a very high vocabulary and they learn this from TV and movies and, and how they do that is they watch the TV and film and then pick up the language and then repeat that language and repeat it and repeat it almost like trying to mimic how that person talks so and then they pick up the language and they'll all also research that word and figure out you know what the, where they use the word in context and another way is that they sometimes repeat their parents or the spouse or the person who's next to them they may say something and then that person will repeat them so if you say we're going to take the dog out and then the person will be like we're going to take the dog out and then they'll say okay we're going to put this in the bin and say oh we're going to put this in the bin and so they'll repeat everything you say and this is a form of echolalia and it's just a way of that person registering that data to then repeat it so i, I also have a version of that where um, I'll say something and then after I say it my mouth will move and then I'll, I'll kind of like mimic it under my breath after I actually say the word and this is quite interesting like a lot of people with Asperger's syndrome do this and you may find that people with Asperger's syndrome actually have a slight American accent even if they're not American because they're learning this vocabulary and language from TV and film and most, you know, 90% of TV and film are American, you know, these days. So it's something to very, very much look out for. And if you're watching this video and you, and you may think that, you know, somebody you know has Asperger's syndrome, then this is a common characteristic across the board. Okay, so last but not least is number seven, and this is difficulty with social cues. Now I'm gonna break this down into different parts so you can kind of understand what I mean. So people with Asperger's syndrome have a difficulty with social communication because there are unwritten rules that you pick up through just like learning things socially, but because people with Asperger's syndrome's brain works slightly differently to that of a neurotypical person, they don't really pick up on all these social clues. Things like knowing when it's their turn to talk in a group conversation. You know, when do you talk? When that person stops talking, then you talk, or you talk over them. I have an issue with talking over people, and then not knowing when it's my turn to actually talk. You know, that prompting is missing. And there's other issues like knowing when to stop talking. So a lot of people with Asperger's syndrome will just talk and talk and talk and talk, maybe about the specific interest, and then they'll not know when they should stop talking to let somebody else talk or when it's enough time that they finish talking and this is the issue I actually have I have no idea when I should stop talking and I just kind of go all at it and just talk and talk and talk for ages and ages and ages and people get really annoyed at me um, but hey ho you know that, that's that's how it goes another one is is like issues with knowing if someone's losing interest in the conversation so you may be talking to somebody and you don't know if they're losing interest or if they're actually interested in your conversation now this is a difficult concept to grasp and it's something that is learned socially but of course because of the condition you don't technically learn those social conditions. And the last one I'll talk about on here is issues with nonverbal communication. So 70% of how we communicate is nonverbal. So there'll be gestures with your hands, like uh, signals, uh, uh, gestures, body poses, all this kind of stuff. All of these are social conventions that you pick up during, again, like the development socially. But if you've got Asperger's syndrome, you kind of miss out on these things and they are really hard to grasp. So if you have issues with social communication and things like that, then is a possibility, a strong possibility, that combined with the other things I've talked about here, that you may have Asperger's syndrome. I will leave a link to my next video over here, which is an Asperger's test video, so you can check that out. And also in the link in the description below, you'll be able to check out how to get an autism diagnosis video series that I made, because that would be very, very helpful to some of you if you wanna pursue it. So enjoy my next video, I'll see you next time guys, peace.